0: of the nightcap, we will be chatting with our good friend Patrick Everson, senior reporter from Covers.com here in just a moment. That's Jeff Parles, Tim Murray with you from the Circus Sportsbook. We were just chatting about the seismic shift in the NFL odds with huh. the news of Tim Tebow signing a deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Tim Tebow, if he actually makes it to an NFL, uh, makes it to the NFL season, this was from a tweet from football perspective, on Twitter, would become just the sixth player in NFL history to play in the NFL, not play in the NFL for eight or more straight
1: seasons, and then play in the NFL again. It's been eight years since he played last. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess so because that that was uh, well, who was he on in twenty? Was he he was. With the well, Jets in twenty thirteen. Well, did he make it to the active roster with the Jets? I thought he got cut. Well, he, no, he definitely made it the first year he was there because that was uh, that was a six and ten team. Okay. And that that led to Greg McElroy starting week sixteen for the Jets against the Chargers because of course it did.
0: Um, the I mean, really, the most infamous one is Doug Flutie. Uh, he played, for yeah. the, you know, the uh, Bears and then the Patriots. Then went to the CFL for eight years. and Came back for the Bills. Uh, Chargers? Chargers first, Bills? I can't remember. Whatever. Uh, so there you go. Little, Chargers uh, and
1: Patriots, I believe, at the end of his career.
0: And there were some Bills in there, wasn't there? Earlier, I believe. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go, a little Tim Tebow history. Uh, let's get you an update on the games. Uh, Golden State, man, they're pulling away on the Utah Jazz. I tell you what, that, that play-in game is going to be something. Uh, while the Lakers at full strength should take care of the Warriors, could you get a Steph Curry, 50-point performance. You're not going to feel comfortable until it's uh, It's all said and done. The Lakers should win that game uh, if they're full strength. And once again, the news is LeBron either back Tuesday night or Wednesday uh, on that ankle. Uh, but, man, 105-87. Good performance here for uh, for the Golden State Warriors as they lead the Utah Jazz. And Steph Curry still at 29. <laughs> you nailed it. D- Draymond Green had 10 points. Right out of the gate, he hasn't scored. He has not scored <laughs> since, so he is over his point total. Still needs some work on his rebounds and assists on the prop market. Steph Curry needs uh, some work to be done, too, as well as he has 29 points as they lead by 18. And how about the Houston Rockets? What
1: are you doing, Portland?
0: Now, I what are you doing? Once again, I did not bet it, I blame Jeff. You know, when when you get something wrong, you just blame blame other other blame other people. It's easy, hundred percent. But the way I looked at this game, Jeff, I I I handicapped this to perfection. And you didn't bet either. And I didn't bet either. (laughs) I said they're going to come out ready to go. They dropped fifty in the first quarter. They're up by whatever they were at halftime. They end up they covered the first half, and now it's only a six point game with eight and a half minutes to go. They led uh, what seventy nine to sixty three at the half. And now it's a six-point game, Blazers and Rockets. So the Rockets are, uh, are actually playing uh, decent basketball right now. Dame Lillard now up to 26 points for the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. So uh, here come, uh, we'll see if uh, the Trail Blazers can get the cover. Houston, who's lost 15 of 17, 10 of 11, and I believe five straight coming into this game. See if they can get the cover tonight as they were a 15-point dog
1: on the road at Portland here tonight. I'm just seeing what the live number is right now, off the board right now, where I'm looking. If you can get, like, Portland 11.5 right now, I think i lay it. Yeah, they just uh, they just up the lead to eight points here, yeah. uh, the
0: Portland Trailblazers did. But really impressive performance tonight for Golden State uh, with the 16-point lead right now over the Utah Jazz. It would be pretty challenging, especially how soft the uh, Lakers' schedule is Uh, down the stretch, and the likelihood of LeBron returning full strength uh, that the the Warriors three games back as of today, the eighth spot. So they got work to do of the seventh spot, excuse me. So more than likely, you're looking at Lakers and Warriors there in that first play-in game. Uh, We got a bottom of the ninth situation. We're watching it here, two outs in Houston. The Angels up on the Houston Astros 5-4. to And something we're going to talk to Patrick Everson about, a team like the Angels the top two MVP candidates. Stick around. We keep it rolling on the nightcap on a Monday evening, live from the Circus Sportsbook. Got a couple NBA games going on right now. Uh, And surprisingly, the more interesting one is not what we expected. Blazers and Rockets is more competitive right now Jeff <laughs> than Jazz and Warriors as the uh the Warriors have come out really played well tonight 105-92 lead at a media timeout with 655 to go in the fourth quarter Portland now is up their lead it got down as close what is 5 6 5 was the closest and it's now a 11 point game as uh, Kelly Olynyk hits a free
1: throw Oh. Yeah, and if uh, you're sweating it out, if you it with Portland, uh, the total, if Kelly Olenek makes this free throw, the total will go over with 7.09 to go. Yeah, that was uh, after the 50 spot was dropped in the first quarter.
0: I think you were feeling pretty pretty comfortable uh, about the over in this one. So 124-115 is the score. The Astros just got a a double from uh, Yuri Gurriel.
1: Uh, So Carlos Correa. I, w- I will say uh, th- this total was nine and a half. So, if the. Oh, really? Yeah, so, that's. The, that. Obviously, the Angels were a dog here as well. So, a lot of things hanging in the balance with two outs. And if the game goes to extra innings, the game's already over. So, not not going to have one of those scenarios. Yeah, and you yeah. could have got a plus price on the under there.
0: All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in a good friend of the program. Always love chatting with our next guest. That is Patrick Everson, senior reporter for Covers.com. You know him. You love him. You can follow him on Twitter at Covers.com underscore Vegas, and uh, we're going to jump into NBA and all that stuff. And I know you don't have a ton of insight on this, but uh, just the craziness of horse racing today, just pure speculatory, because of all this nonsense today uh, with Medina Spirit, do you think this could lead to more handle for Saturday's Preakness Stakes?
2: Ooh, that's such a first off. Thanks for having me tonight, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, that's a really good question and I and I admit I haven't asked right. any oddsmakers makers about it. I think where this gets problematic is I mean and and again I haven't looked at this in the last several hours. Are we I mean is it lock stock and barrels that Medina Spirit is running Saturday?
0: As of right I now mean, I know he's the, po- shipping. the the postings are tomorrow they pushed that back uh, it was supposed to be today. They pushed it back to tomorrow. He's there. The The horse is, is right. in Baltimore. So it seems like well, uh, the I likelihood think, is yes.
2: I think that, you know, always the interest in the second race is if you've got the horse that won the first race, you then you have a triple crown in play. And, and it certainly brings a lot more attention to the Preakness under these circumstances. I'm not sure it's a good thing, though. I mean, if, 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 if somehow he doesn't run, like let's just say this controversy mushrooms more over the week and, and gets worse, and they either say he can't run, or I don't really, I won't pretend to know the ins and outs of how horse racing works on whether they could rule that, that, that the horse can't run or, or what have you. But um, I'm just, I, I, just it's a, I just think it's a really non ideal spot either way. I mean, if he runs, he's got the cloud of, now again not he, this isn't the horse's fault here, obviously, but there's a cloud of suspicion over activities surrounding the horse. And if he doesn't run, then betters are like, well, you know, all the fun is out of the whole triple crown thing. You're just betting, you're betting it almost like it's a normal horse race, even though it just happens to be a really big horse race. that pays a lot of money. So I, I have a hard time answering that, you know, as a yes or no I think it's it's middle ground on both sides there's positives to obviously Medina spirit being in the field and the triple crown being alive but then you've got this cloud over the whole thing i just I just think it's a messy situation all the way around and and certainly understand from a betting perspective everybody who feels like maybe they got burned last weekend um, and with no chance for recompense but you know unfortunately that is part of sports betting too you're not always you know sometimes you're going to lose in, in ways that you would prefer not to but That's part of the gamble.
0: Talking once again to our good friend Patrick Everson. All right, let's get to stuff that you do know, Patrick. Your wheelhouse. (laughs)
2: Little NBA. I had had a show bet on essential quality. I had a place and a show bet on essential quality. So, you know, I took some good advice from, well, at the time, what I thought was really good advice. I do think it was still good advice, even though it didn't win. But if somehow they turned this whole thing on its ear and people got paid, well, maybe I'd get paid. But I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Well, you you <laughs> you laid as much as mattress Mac did on essential quality, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the wife is good with that. She's like, "You fire away, honey. For the 401k, go ahead."
0: um The NBA futures is so fascinating. We've talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, quite a bit. Um, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. I uh, I ended up pulling the trigger here at circa uh, a little uh, to quote the good uh, to quote you a little Chili's money on uh, on the Sixers to win the East. But you know you're still looking at the Nets who are going to be the two or the three seed there in the Eastern Conference, and then the Lakers. The Lakers. Uh, how much have we seen them drop? Because it it hasn't been much, and and they're staring the play in game you know directly in the face uh especially with Portland winning now uh leading by 13 so what's the latest on these odds and do you anticipate uh the Lakers to drop any more uh, any more south than where they are right now
2: this is where it's getting fascinating and it's only been in the last couple of days because i i literally did uh, an update on like th- late Thursday night early Friday of the NBA futures. And I was talking about it with Mike corn He's a sports analyst at Points Bet USA. And at the time we talked, the Nets were plus two forty, the Lakers were still plus three fifty. The Clippers were the plus five hundred third choice. And then you had the Jazz and the Bucks just a little bit further back. I checked back tonight, literally about an hour ago, just before you know while prepping to to go on with you guys. And the Lakers are, the, first off, the Nets are two to one. And if I'm not mistaken, that is their shortest price all season. That's the shortest price I've seen. The Lakers are five to one co second choices with the Clippers. That's pretty significant, I think, because when I talked to Mike on Thursday, he said, We are still confident in the Lakers, regardless of their current injuries and issues. He said, We believe they will be healthy come playoff time and therefore haven't moved our price position on them which they hadn't they've been sitting in that plus 350 range for a while and the clippers were in like the plus 240 plus 250 range and in fact they or I'm sorry not the clippers the nets were in the plus 240 plus 250 range and in fact the nets had stretched out a little bit when i talked to them they had been as low as plus 225 went out to plus 240 now 4 days later nets 2 to 1 lakers 5 to 1 co second choice with the clippers so it's definitely getting interesting uh, with the Lakers, and I checked just, just to see the, whether or not points Felt was an anomaly. I checked a couple of the books. Super got the Lakers now down, you know, now back out to 5-1. to one. So, uh, you know, the odds makers are starting to be, you know, have maybe a little bit less belief, and maybe the betters are pointing them that way too. You'd like to think it's money that's making them think about where those odds go, the way it off, you know, and usually it's money if you're talking about the book behind you. Uh, circus Sports, the you know Matt and Jeff and all those that the whole crew—they're like, "Hey, money, you bet us, and then we'll move. But if you if you don't bet us, we're not moving." So,
1: Patrick, uh, just just flipping over to baseball, the Dodgers are in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Still, the mm-hmm. predominant favorite across the board. How has that been moving, and what and what, what have uh, people in the books been telling you in the way of? Well, are we gonna? When would the time be to move those odds to win the NL, to win the West,
2: to win the World Series? Well, they're already doing it a little bit. There's already a little bit of a. I don't think you know early last week, maybe even mid last week. I don't think there was uh, a lot of motion on it yet. But then it then it then it started coming. And I think in talking a little bit earlier this evening with Rex Byers behind the counter at the Superbook and he he said he'd actually been out of town for a few days around the derby because he goes and why he goes to the derby every year every year that they have it he goes and he said so he missed a little of this while he was out of town but what he said is he got back on i think on uh as i'm looking back over the dodger schedule just to make sure i've got my ducks in a row here but i think he got back on the fifth he got back to work on the fifth and he said to me tonight he said i wasn't back here until and the day after the Cubs swept the Dodgers in a doubleheader. So that was the fourth. And he said, Ed Salmon, uh, oddsmaker extraordinaire there at the Superbook. He said, to, he, he said that Ed told him that was the last day where the public really got behind the Dodgers. And that was the last straw. The Dodgers dropping a, both ends of a doubleheader to the Cubs. And he, he how Rex termed it is. He, I think they got sick of being burned. He said volume on their games over the past week or so is much closer to two way. And it's lower volume than it's been over the last, you know, over the first month or so of the season. There's not as much being bet, and what is being bet is uh, much closer to two-way. And in addition, they are making some adjustments. Those minus numbers are getting a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter, as the Dodgers as the uh, Dodger struggles continue.
0: We're chatting once again with Patrick Everson. You can follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Vegas. Staying. In Los Angeles, but going over to the Angels, the MVP market is uh, is something right now uh, in the American League because not only is it Mike Trout as the favorite, no surprise there, but Shohei Otani is now the second favorite. Um, what what is uh, what is this market looking like right now? Because it, it's it's pretty stunning to see the top two favorites. Uh, on a team like the Angels, who, by the way, are in last place in the American League West.
2: <laughs> it, is, it is fascinating because, you know, normally these kind of awards tend to follow not only great players, but teams that are contending teams. And, and look, we're a long way away. We're, we're not even sure. a month and a half into a very long season, but your point is still very well taken. And Nick Bogdanovich, William Hill U.S., uh, had, a, had a release out today with a lot of really interesting stuff. And he pointed out that trout is the favorite every year on this award because he as, as Nick said, he's the best player in baseball. Um, he said Otani having the second lowest odds and by, and by the way, right now uh, trout is plus 175. so he is still a, a strong favorite, Otani second at six to one uh, and then it drops off considerably from there. I think it's uh, you know well into double digits after that. but um, Otani having the second lowest odds, is in large part due to liability. People, this was a popular play and perhaps even a smarter play at longer odds. They, you know, they, they had him, you know, quite a bit further out than, than than obviously where he's at right now. And in fact, at William Hill U.S., they had one better hit him at 30-1 to 1 for $30,000. So that's, uh, you know, 900 grand in potential liability right there. That's, uh, that's pretty significant. Otani's got the most tickets. He's got the most money wagered, so he's 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 seeing it on both, you know, and in both ticket count and money. And he opened at sixty to one, and again now down to six to one. He was he was already at fifty to fifteen, one five to one on opening day, um, and then he and then Nick said he reached his current price on May first, where he again where he sits now six to one. That's a tremendous move, and you're gonna if you're getting money at. 60 and 30 and 15 15 and so on, the liability can stack up pretty quickly.
1: Patrick, uh, we have about uh, about two minutes here. Uh, The NHL regular season is uh, wrapping up uh, VGK in their final home game uh, right now against Colorado. Uh, Has there been anything in the NHL futures market that has stood out to you?
2: Well, I I did an update on this recently, and I just kind of revisited it just before going on the air with you. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hasty update, but uh, you know, we've got Colorado and, and Vegas, and I haven't, and I got to admit, I haven't had a chance to double peek at the score before I got on with you tonight, but uh, you know, tending to run one and two on the odd for two really good teams, no question. Um, but what I was doing with my update was, was asking about a couple of other teams to look out for. And again, this is via Mike Korn at, at Points Bet USA. And, you know, the Boston Bruins are are now down to 10 to 1. They're the sixth choice. They've got a pretty darn good stretch going on over the last, you know, 12, 14, 15 games or so, racking up some points. Um, and then I think, you know, as much as a team that has Sidney Crosby on it can fly under the radar, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins, watch out for them. I mean, they are really hot over a, an extended period of time over these last, you know, almost two months or so uh, I've got them over their last 24 games. I believe, I think I've got them at 18, and one, that's 37 points in their last, you know, thir- you know, in, in their last 23, 24 games. So uh, they are really moving. And that team is at, it's is at 13 to one now. And that's the shortest odds of points that has had the pens all season long.
0: He is Patrick Everson. You can follow him on Twitter, at Covers underscore Vegas. Patrick, great
1: stuff. Appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Have a great night. Have a really good week.
1: Thank you very much. Total anarchy in uh, San Francisco.
2: I
0: just get a look from Jeff, just pointing. Like, look at the television. Look. I look up Utah and Golden State. I had... You know, if this was election night, I would have (laughs) have called the state. (laughs) Called it red or blue. I mean, this thing is done, and it was tied, and Steph Curry just hit a three. Had a good look, missed. Ball gets knocked out. Draymond gets it, bounces it to Steph, and Steph leaning in. Only the way Steph can do it. Barry's a three. Thirteen seconds to go. Warriors now lead by
1: one. Yeah, Utah had actually taken the lead yeah. multiple times in this game. Uh, this uh, okay, uh, Tim. There was it was. was, was There's 7:39 to go in the game, and it was 105 This is an 18-point game with seven and a half minutes to go, and then Utah just climbed all the way back and. Kind of lulled us to sleep with this game. We thought both of us thought this thing was done, and the old Golden State to sleep, and then of course Steph trying to bail the Warriors out here. Thirteen and a half seconds to go. Golden State up one Utah with the ball. Like I said, math not always a
0: strength, but it was a twenty-six to seven run by the Utah Jazz. So thirteen point four seconds to go. We will have uh, we will have the maybe the conclusion for you. When we come back, Golden State and Utah, we didn't think it would come down to the wire, but it sure is. Stick around. Here's the nightcap on Vison We keep it rolling here on the nightcap hour number three. Watching a highlight right now of Cedric Mullins of the Orioles. Had a technically a triple. and uh,
1: apparently called that a triple? It's a hard play. You got a guy coming in the club twice.
0: Come on now. <laughs> Uh, Let's get you updated on uh, the fascinating Warriors and Jazz game. Uh, Remember we talked about Jordan Clarkson, who started 0 for 8 from 3? He got hot, though, man. He's now 5 of 15 from 3, so he went 5 for his next 7. He's got
1: 41 points off the bench. He really wants to to lock down 6th man of the year. You know the best part of this was at the beginning of this quarter, Clarkson was a minus 30. Oh, there he goes again. Clarkson corner three. It's all oh, there we go. Awesome. Off the top of the backboard. He's out of bounds. Yeah. That's over. All right. Point one to go. Golden State with the ball. Up three. This is L done. It is all over. Golden State's gonna win this game. Yep. 119,
0: 116. And uh if you played, combine it here with treats and beats, if you got Steph Curry and the over tonight, 35 and a half, well, guess what? Ding ding ding. You're a winner. Two free throws with five seconds to go, and a big win for the Warriors as they squandered a, what, 20... 18 was the biggest, yeah. Yeah, 18-point lead, and they still find a way to get the victory. 1-19, one It has gone final, and the total goes over... Uh, it was 225 and a half, and uh, the home dog cashed a little plus ticket there on the Golden State Warriors.
1: What are you laughing about, Clarkson? Clarkson took 33 shots. I mean, that's just it's just I, I'd be comical. Again, he 16 to 33 in the end for starting home for eight isn't terrible, but I mean that's just that's just crazy. By the way, your Bogdanovich uh, suggestion earlier that worked. That went did. over. Yeah, 27 for Bogdanovich.
0: Yeah, twenty-seven points for Bogdanovich. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with forty-one. Joe Ingles with five. Uh, I mean, Clarkson had already locked up six man of the year, and Ingles has been starting uh, the past handful of games here. So, uh, but the, uh, the Golden State Warriors get a very nice win tonight. Uh, to you know, the the thing about them, Jeff, the Golden State Warriors, when you look at the standings right now, yes, they are. Chasing the Lakers, but more importantly, they're trying to hold off the Memphis Grizzlies for the for the ninth spot. Right, because Memphis won tonight and uh, they were able to come back and beat the New Orleans Pelicans. So the Pelicans pretty much done uh, with the San Antonio Spurs thumping of the uh, Golden State Warriors tonight. So we'll we'll show you the standings of the Western Conference uh, and just add a win in uh, the. Warriors, and the Grizzlies column, and the Spurs. So 8, 9, and 10 all won today. So the Warriors doing their best to try to hold off the Memphis Grizzlies for the Warriors ahead uh, after tonight. they got the Suns coming up tomorrow. So this is uh, not an easy stretch here for the Golden State Warriors. Then they're home to New Orleans, and the regular season concludes, Jeff, with a game against Memphis which, by the way, which we talked about who was it in the Eastern Conference that the game didn't really mean anything uh, because Charlotte Washington. Charlotte and Washington because Charlotte had won the first two. Well, Memphis and Golden State have split the first two, so this game really could, on Sunday, be being played for the eighth seed. Yeah, it could be a, a monumental game. and also Just think about the difference of: it's of, huge. gigantic because if you and for those who do not know i think most people watching probably understand but it bears repeating nine verse ten it's win or go home
1: right seven verse eight it's win you're the seven lose you get another game and it's at home and it's in your building too right so look again it's that would, if it was an eight and nine scenario in a normal format, it would obviously be monumental for other reasons because that's a pure winner right. winner takes all match. But look, it, it, Golden State's better than Phoenix, to, or excuse me, not, than Memphis to me. Yep. Um, and I don't know what effort either team is going to be able to give tomorrow in that game with with Phoenix at, at Golden State. Phoenix again coming off licking their wounds after just they, they were dominated by the Lakers all night on yep. Sunday. Dallas and Memphis play tomorrow in Memphis. Then Memphis gets
0: back-to-back games against Sacramento. So, even if Golden State loses tomorrow, there's a real, real good likelihood that that game on Sunday, Jeff, is going to be for the eighth spot, which will be terrific. Time to be determined. So, I think the TV, uh, TV execs will be keeping an eye on that. Did we get a backdoor cover? In the Houston Portland game? We'll tell you next. It is the nightcap here on VSIM. If you missed any of our show today or any of the Vison broadcasts, be sure to check out our free v Podcasts. Podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the daily v Best Bets Podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander, Beating the Book Pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod today, a pop-up chatted with Bob Baffert, and get the latest on the MBT with her JVT, Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting, we've got the pod for you. Find them all for free. That's backslash podcast. Beeson.com backslash podcast. That gentleman right there, that's Jeff Parles, Hitting the uh hitting the airwaves tomorrow. Flying back East Coast. Then he's gonna travel back make a little stop in the midwest and then
1: uh, be back and here. Then I'll be back here uh Sometime next, next week. next Thursday. I'll be, right. I'll be with you, be be with you again next Thursday Friday, which means no hitters. I, I only which means no hitters next Thursday Friday, there were none tonight. So I know. there you go and Bums. And uh and I only miss Derek and company for one week. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, we will uh we will have a
0: uh um a a new, I don't want to call him Victim. Uh new new introduction for someone out there on uh Eric Stevens. Oh yeah, hopefully that's, Banksy. That, that's right. We need Banksy. We need Banksy here to give out some winners for the freakness.
1: Well, or 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 again, the uh, person who's going to be in with you on Friday will be very. I, I, I'm very curious to see what his reaction is to when Big Balls inevitably does what he did the other day mm. and legitimately have two uh, two gin and tonics and legitimately three and a half minutes, and then Mike Palm showed him up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom didn't know what he was getting into, and then he uh, he picked up the pace. He showed him
0: up. Uh, we have a final, and we have a uh, backdoor cover. Those pesky Houston Rockets. I told you I didn't want to bet the full game, Jeff. I wanted to bet first half, and you laughed at me. You scoffed. You said, what, are you going to lay nine and a half? Yeah, I should have. You should have. They led by 16, but the backdoor was open. Who's there? It's the Rockets. We're coming in. And they did so. They lost by 11. The Houston Rockets, as the Portland Trailblazers, did not score the final minute in 48 seconds. They were up 140 to 123. <laughs> a three-pointer from Cameron Oliver. A three-pointer Ooh. from Armani Brooks. Who are these people? Oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. It's the Tank Squad. That's <laughs> Wait it a is. second. Tank Squad. Uh, and uh, the Portland Trailblazers win which is the most important thing as we talked about. They get to win, continue to push off those Los Angeles Lakers and then Houston Rockets get the loss in the uh in the tanking that is those Rockets. I want to get back to Golden State and Memphis here in just a second, but uh one thing we failed to mention was the fi- the finish in the Houston Astros L.A. Ah, yes. Angels game. Carlos Correa was up. Yuri Guriel hit a double to right field with two outs. 5-4 game. Also, a lot on the line. Total-wise, we played the under 9.5 in this one, Jeff. It was 5-4 in the bottom of the ninth. Double to Gurriel. And uh, Carlos Correa hits a chopper to third. Hard play. For the third baseman who was playing back on the grass, Phil Gonsolin. But Phil Gonsolin, for, for Gosselin, I should say, looks to his left. and says, "Oh, Yuri Gurriel's running. A ground ball in front of him, not through the infield, and he was off on contact for no reason." And
1: Gonsolin just says, "Oh, tag. That's ridiculous. Game over. Horrible, dude, Blend. Yeah, horrible uh, for sure. And uh, again, that was." That was a pretty rough beat if you had over nine and a half, which I thought was the right side going into that game. And that game was at 5-4 in the sixth and did not get there with the Angels' bullpen pitching the entire game because it was a bullpen game. Now, two-plan means thrown out
0: on the bases like a nincompoop. Now, he wasn't thrown out. He was tagged out. So he he changed the T from thrown to tagged. Yeah, that was uh that was horrendous. And Cody Decker, who uh stopped by the studio a couple weeks ago, uh he he gave the old uh Jerry Seinfeld uh gif of uh it's a shame. Yeah, so uh that was the uh the finish there. Angels get the win over the Houston Astros. All right, going back to uh Golden State, who gets a win tonight, really impressive win. Uh blew the lead, but ultimately Steph Curry Heroics comes through. That was his was it his seventh? No, he only had three threes. Wow! Uh, and and Steph Curry, by the way, really off night tonight uh, from from long range. Still finished with thirty six points. Goes over his total of thirty five and a half. Finishes just three of thirteen. And Jeff Steph Curry still hit the game winning bucket, a three. Draymond Green assisted him. He buries the three. Draymond, by the way, does go over his assists. He finishes with ten assists, uh, and that was a nice one to set up Steph Curry but just looking at the schedule so right now the golden state warriors sit 36 and 33 they are a half game up on the memphis grizzlies who were fighting for their lives tonight but come back they beat the uh, the new orleans pelicans the final three games for memphis at 35 and 33 dallas sacramento sacramento dallas is tomorrow at home and then for golden state It's Phoenix and then New Orleans, and they host Memphis on Sunday. And once again, the most important piece to this puzzle is that Golden State and Memphis, this will be the third time they're playing on Sunday. They have played twice before. They split those games, meaning the winner of the game on Sunday is going to own the tiebreaker. And unless, and it's possible... But unless one team goes winless and the other goes unbeaten down the stretch, there's a really high likelihood that this game is going to be played for the eight seed on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and and again, as we've we've brought up plenty of times, the difference between the eight and the nine seed is huge Passive. in this new format because even though you'll get that first game on the road if you're an eight seed, guess what? If you lose to the Lakers, which we would expect whoever yep. is the eight seed to lose to the Lakers in the seven-eight game. Assuming it is LA, you still have a second crack at it. Oh, and by the way, you get the second game at home. Even though if you're a nine seed, you get the first game at home. If you manage to blow that game to San Antonio, you're going home. You don't get a second chance. So, again, I would actually, I still expect Golden State to handle their business through this week. They'll they'll beat Memphis on Sunday. They get the eight seed. And we get that Laker-Warrior game that I'm sure Adam Silver has wanted now for about 72 hours. Oh, there's no doubt that he wants that
0: game. He wants that game bad. Uh, there's no doubt about that. All right, turn our page, turn that page to tomorrow. Look at the Tuesday slate right here on the Nightcap on Visa slash Reddit. Wrapping things up here on the Nightcap and what we like to do to close out every show before a bid farewell to Jeff Parles before he takes his Venture back east. We turn the page. Turn the page to tomorrow. Big slate of NBA hoops tomorrow. And some games with importance. Some games with eh, Clippers Toronto tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Read you some names. As I turn the page, you know, to to give the emphasis. I needed to turn back to get my notes. Kyle Lowry. Pascal Siakam. He's not playing. Fred Van Vliet, yeah, also not playing. Clippers laying 12 on the road. I would say north of the border, but they're actually in Florida.
1: Yikes. The uh, The tank is in full effect here for the old Toronto Raptors. I mean, if you're Toronto at this point, you're elim- You're officially eliminated tonight Yep. in what has just been an abject mess of a season this year and hopefully their next home game after the season ends is back in Toronto for their sake and, honestly, the sake of the entire continent at that point. Tim. So, uh, it, look, uh, in the end, I, I don't want anything to do with that, by the way, no. because, because what, what could happen is the Clippers see all those guys out and say, well, even though we're technically playing for and Kawhi take the night off. Right. So, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah,
0: Clippers right now, uh, a game clear of the Denver Nuggets for the three-seed. And the three seed, you would be rewarded with the Portland Trailblazers. So I think that's a pretty good reward. Yeah, I think the Clippers would be happy uh, about the Clip, uh, about the Trailblazers uh, who did not cover tonight against the Houston Rockets. The Denver Nuggets, or excuse me, the Dallas Mavericks got a lot to play for. They are just a half game clear of the Portland Trailblazers, but do hold the tiebreaker against the Portland Trailblazers. And then you've got the Memphis Grizzlies. We've got a ton to play for as we have broken down, Jeff. The hope of getting to the eighth seed and how much advantage you have playing in the eighth seed as opposed to being the nine seed. So we got Memphis hosting Dallas tomorrow. Offshore Shop has Dallas laying two. Friends of DraftKings have Dallas laying a point and a half. Both of these teams very much have things to
1: play for here. Any feel one way or the other on Dallas and Memphis? No, not really. Uh, because Dallas, I still, again, we're basically done with the season, and I don't think they're any good. But Memphis has just not shown me much of anything the entire year, especially recently. I know they won tonight, but I mean, you struggled at home against New Orleans without Zion and without Ingram on the second of a back-to-back for New Orleans when you really need the game, so no, I I don't want anything there. That number feels about right, though. Busy day.
0: Three games. I always love it. Three games after our show starts, including Phoenix, Golden State, New York, and the Lakers, and then just for fun, Oklahoma City. Sometimes it's fun uh, to take a look at that. Let's uh quickly jump over to the baseball card, and we have a much juicier slate More robust. How about – I can't believe I'm starting with this, but – Your your boys, the Mets get the Baltimore Orioles, hun. And John Means coming off his no no, and John Means is a
1: dollar forty five underdog at Citi Field. For what it's worth, that has been bet down to plus one thirty four. I'm seeing here at circa now. So yeah, the early action coming in on Means and company. Yeah, so you get plus one thirty five on Means.
0: I guess I said that incorrectly. Stroman's the favorite at Strowman's minus one forty five. Okay, uh, gotcha. means is at plus one thirty
1: five. So, so, I don't want anything to do with that game. I, I am intrigued by a plus money total over seven, but the problem is, uh, again, the Mets have struggled against against uh, against quality starting pitching this year. strowman has been really good, so I, I don't know about that. I, just looking through the board tomorrow. What about uh, we talked? We talked a lot of Dodgers today.
0: Dodgers have lost five of their last 20. Walker Buehler on the hill. Going up against Kikuchi from Seattle. Plus
1: 218 here at Circa on the Mariners at Dodgers. I, I don't want that. I, Kikuchi, <laughs> Kikuchi is one of those fade guys for me, so I don't, I don't really want that. And Shohei Otani. It's uh, Shohei Day tomorrow. So, you know, it's uh, Otani. That's uh, McCullers minus 140 favorite. Otani plus 128 here at Circa. Total 8.5. That would be one of those where I would look to bet the first five under and then don't bet anything else there because Otani's only going five or six innings. Yeah, it
0: looks like uh, only places that first five unders uh, offshore shops. I see one five out there.
1: With
0: an eight and a half? That's interesting. Yeah. Five juiced minus 125 on the other. Very In interesting. One shop Wow, out surprising. there. All right, that's going to do it. Harls, have yourself a uh, joyous trip back east. See you next week, Tim. Yep. Thanks to Bill Plunkett covering the Dodgers. Thanks to Kurt Heelan. Thanks to Patrick Everson. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes, producer Aaron Oster. For Jeff, I'm Tim. This is the Nightcap on VC.